You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. Like I said, nine years that I have been here with you at Hope Church. Uh, and I want to say one thing that we do that we'll always be passionate about, I will always be passionate about, is raising up leaders of the next generation. The whole reason that I am here is because people took a chance on a kid that knew nothing of what he was doing and allowed me the microphone and allowed me to preach. And I would not be here today if people did not do that for me. Now, was I ready? No. In fact, the people, uh, the interns that we've had speak are doing a hundred times better than I ever did. Okay? But I want you guys to know that this is so important because if we do not raise pastors and leaders of the next generation, you would not be here today. This church would have been closed down. And so, guys, this is so important, and this is why we do this today. So, you're in for a special treat on this Labor Day weekend, on this weekend that we get to celebrate that we get to work by not going to work, right? It's such a weird holiday, right? Let's celebrate working and not go to work, right? Okay, so some of you do have to work. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, I guess get a laboring job that you don't have to labor on Labor Day. I don't know. <laughs> or have a baby on Labor Day, right? <laughs> no? Okay. I'm sure there will be some. Most telling me to wrap this up, okay? So, y'all give a nice welcome to one of our interns, Noah Salceda. Morning, morning. So it's good to see y'all. I'm really excited to be up here. This is my first time, you know, doing a Sunday service. And when Grant first asked me to do it, he was like, you know, are you okay? Are you going to be comfortable? And I was like, yeah, preaching to the youth is way more intimidating than being up here. Because <laughs> you get them where they're either, or just, you know, they're, they're asleep with their eyes open. You know, you get that. <laughs> so, but, and it's funny because before I came to know Christ, I used to, I'd always say, I'll, I'll never be a preacher, I'll never be up on stage, because that was my grandfather, he did that, and that's not for me, but it's funny the way God works out things in the end, <laughs> makes, makes you eat your words. So, this morning I get to finish up with the We Are Hope series, the second part of uh, reaching our community with the love of God. For my first point is, why should we reach our community? And I'm going to be using a couple scriptures here from the passage translation. I just really like the way it worded it. But uh, my first one is Acts 2, 42 through 47. And it says, Every believer was faithfully devoted to, the following, to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion and coming together regularly for... The apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. All the believers were in fellowship as one body as they shared with one another. Whatever they had out of generosity, they even sold their assets to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need among them. 
Daily they met in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. So in Dr. Tom Rainer's book, The Unchurched Next Door, it says 82% of the unchurched are at least somewhat likely to attend church if invited. People want to come to church. They want to, but they don't want to do it alone. They, they want us to make, help them to feel welcome. He also says only 2% of church members invite an unchurched person to the church. Nearly 98% of the churchgoers never extend an invitation in a given year. And this is why our community doesn't change, why our world doesn't change, because we're, we're not reaching out, we're too afraid to. God created community to help one another. He goes, <clears throat> he goes after that one lost sheep, because the 99, we have each other to take care of one another, to help where we need. And God blesses us, he gives us things so that we can bless others. Um, I remember there was one day I was coming to church on a Sunday afternoon, we were doing one of the potluck Sundays that we used to do for the whole COVID thing. <laughs> and uh, as I was driving past Home Depot, I noticed a, a homeless man with, was thumbing for a ride. And as I went past him, made eye contact with him and he just gave me a wave. And I kept going, and I just started to feel this, this really strong conviction that God wanted me to turn around and pick him up. And so I come up to the, the light here, and I'm, I'm, God, God, I don't know about this. I mean, this, I, don't know, I don't know this guy. I don't know, you know, he might be crazy or something. But I said, all right, God, I, I feel like this is what you want me to do, so I'm going to do it, but I, I need you to be with me on this. Like, don't let me get robbed or nothing here. <laughs> so I come back around, and I pull up, and opens my door and he dumps my beer dumps his beer out and I'm like oh we're off to a good start here <laughs> and he gets in the truck and he begins to tell me how he'd had his wallet stolen he didn't have his ID anything he was trying to travel to uh, Austin and so I told him I was like well there's not a whole lot I can do for you but I can bring you to our church we're having a potluck you can come and at least get something to eat and so I brought him and everyone was I mean all of you were were super nice to him were super welcoming and by the end of the night, he was actually in tears because he was so touched that, that we treated him not as a homeless man, but as, as a human, and we loved on him. And so, you don't have to know what you're doing before you can do it. You can learn along the way. You don't have to have the right words or speak with 100% confidence. Just give what you have, and God will fill in the rest. I didn't know what I was going to do for this man. I didn't know how I could help him. But I said, God, you told me to pick him up, so I'm going to pick him up, and I'll bring him here. And God took care of the rest through the church. God could have blessed this man with $100 on the ground, but he decided instead to use me and the church to bless him way more with, with love. Galatians 6, 2-3, love empowers us to fill the law of the anointed one as we carry each other's troubles. If you think you are somebody too important to stoop down to help another when really you are not, you are living in deception. And I didn't add that in there. That's actually in the Bible that it says that. <laughs> you got to love when the Bible just, you know, kind of slaps you in the face. <laughs> So everyone needs help in some way, and it's our place as the church to meet those needs, whether it's someone that's homeless, someone that's just come down on a, a temporary hard time, maybe they're having to go through quarantine right now because they tested positive and now you're out 
of work for two weeks. Um, you've gone through a birth or a death in the family. Um, if we can all give a little bit, we can make a huge difference. I remember when we had our son, we had our baby shower here, and we were just so blessed by people giving us diapers and wipes and clothes. And we just, we couldn't believe it. People that we'd never talked to, we might've seen them at the church here and there, but had never really had a conversation with them and they were buying us stuff. And it was like, wow, this is, this is so awesome. Like it made us want to do that for others because of how much it helped us. So for my second point is who do we need to reach? God wants us to love on everyone that we cross paths with. Whether it's our family, our friends, our co-workers, cashiers, waiters, a person that cuts you off in traffic. <laughs> God wants us to reach all of them and everyone in between. And he's not going to put that person he wants you to reach on your path, on your best days. I wish you would, but sometimes it's on your worst days that he says, you know, hey, I, I need you to help that person right now. I know you're having a tough time, but you got to set that down and you need to help him. Um, and he wants us to reach those that are rude to us as well. Sometimes as hard as that is, Matthew 5.44, however I say to you, love your enemies, bless the ones who curse you, do something wonderful for the one who hates you and respond to the very ones who persecute you by praying for them. Could you share love with, with the guy that flips you off in traffic? With the person you're stuck behind in traffic that's, you know, it's 70 and they're doing 40 <laughs> when, you're, when you're already running late for work? Or the officer that pulls you over and gives you a ticket, could you love on him after he's given you a ticket? I mean, of course, you can love on him before because you're, you're hoping for that warning. But, <laughs> but after he's given you a ticket, you know, hey, you have a blessed day. Thank you for what you do. Um, <laughs> uh, one thing I always try to do whenever I get that person that cuts me off in traffic or what really drives me nuts, because I, I work in Weatherford, so I'm driving down 171 a lot, people get in that center turn lane and pass and kick all kinds of rocks up, and I just want to strangle them, but I'll take a deep breath, and I'll go, God, I pray that they get wherever they need to go. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know why they're in such a rush, but I pray, God, that you'll just help them to get there, because that's, that's how God wants us to respond in those moments. Luke 10:27. He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Granites? Love God and love people? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> and so this doesn't mean our physical neighbor. This doesn't mean the person that lives next door to you. Um, if you read further in that uh, passage, it talks about a man who was robbed and beaten and left for dead. And a priest and a Levite, two people that were of very high godly morals, walked right past him. Didn't want anything to do with him. They just turned their head. They, one of them went to the other side of the road. Um, but a Samaritan, yeah, a Samaritan, someone who was, was really looked down upon by the Jews, that they, they didn't like them, they thought they were just horrible people, he's the one that stopped. And he, he cleaned this man up, he bandaged his wounds, he bought him a hotel to stay the night in and said, if he needs anything, you take care of him. I'll, I'll cover the bill. And 
he went out of his way to do this for this man. Because even though they were different, they were still human. And he, he saw that, that this man was in need. So everyone that crosses our path is our neighbor. Matthew five forty six and 47. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even Gentiles do the same? So you may be thinking for a minute, hold on a second. Are we talking about, about sharing God with people or are we talking about loving people? Yes. <laughs> In 1 John 4, 8, everyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. God wants us to love everyone. No exceptions. Whether they're in church, not in church, whether they're a Christian or an atheist, he wants us to show them love. So, we know now why we need to reach our community. We know who we need to reach. So, for my third point is, how can we reach our community? Matthew five fourteen through 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. In, this, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We had one night that... Uh, Amanda told me we were going to go shopping with a coworker of hers. Uh, her daughter was having a quinceanera and wanted us to, we were going to go with them to help them find a dress. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we walk around a couple stores for about two hours, and this was, on, this was on a work day. And so I'd worked all day, and then we're doing this, and walk around all these stores. And afterward, uh, we go to dinner at Chili's, and... They're sitting there talking, and I honestly, I just zoned out. I was tired at this point, and so I'm watching the TV, and, and I hear the woman say something that, that caught my attention. She goes, there's something different about y'all's marriage. I'm like, what? <laughs> and she begins to say how she can see God in our marriage. And we hadn't, we hadn't talked about God the whole night. In fact, actually, when we first uh, got our food, we thought about praying with her, but we were like, well, I don't know, you know where she's at in that, so we'll just we'll pray together real quick and then eat. And so we did that, and, and it was, of course, God you know, convicting me, well, you should have prayed with her. <laughs> but she began to say how she saw God in our relationship, and she, her boyfriend, she wanted to get him into church, but she didn't know how, she didn't know what to do. And so right there in Chili's, we began to witness to her and share testimony with her and tell her how, you know, what we had been through and how God had helped us and how we, how we got to that point of, of just being filled with God and having him in our marriage. Um, we live in a world where everyone wants to give their opinion, but no one wants to listen. If we want to show people we love them, we need to talk less and listen more. We listened to the struggles that she had and, and told, told her how God had helped us. You know, hey, well, you know, we went through that same thing, and so, you know, this is how we got through it, and so maybe you should try this. Um, instead of telling people that, you know, oh, you need Jesus, we should be asking them, well, what, what can I pray for you? You know, what do you need prayer for? 
Um, I remember I saw a thing one time and it said that uh, if a Christian wants to pray for you, you should take it as what it is because they're appealing to the highest being in the universe as they see it. Um, they want to reach out to them for you. And sometimes I think we forget that that's actually what we're doing is, you know, I mean, yes, God is with us everywhere, but we really are, prayer is, is really a powerful thing. And so we can reach our community by, you know, just, just being loving people. Um, I've actually had twice in this last week uh, people that I stopped and helped on the side of the road one guy had locked his his son was getting out of the truck and hit the lock button and locked the keys in the truck with it running and they were trying everything to get in while I carry a lockout kit in my truck just for such an occasion and so I unlocked it for him and helped him to get in and uh, passed a woman Friday that was on the side of the road had a flat tire and, and I was kind of in a rush because I was trying to get home get ready get up here to do the uh, Friday night young adults group, and but I just said no. I'm I'm going to stop and help her now. By trade, I'm a mechanic, so what better to have pull up next to you on the side of the road than a mechanic? <laughs> That's where God uses me. He might use you differently. You've got you know God's blessed you with a skill that He wants you to use, or even just with time, He just wants you to hear that person out, that coworker, or that friend, or just the person that just starts talking to you in the middle of HEB. Um, if they see Jesus in us, they will want to find the joy and the love that we've shared with them. And that's kind of what got me started here about four to five years ago was uh, my sister just invited me and I was like, okay, sure, I'll try it. And just the church was just so accepting and so loving that it, it drew me in and made me, you know, wow, I really want to find out what's going on here, you know, what, what is this all about? So, for my first point today, kind of wrap things up. Are we loving our neighbors like Jesus loves us? Are we being patient with them? Whether it's, you know, a, like I said, a waiter or waitress that's, you know, kind of running behind because it's just a busy Sunday afternoon. Um, is it somebody that's just upset in traffic that, you know, you just, you just pray for them, try to let them on past and make it to wherever they're trying to go. Number two, are we open to opportunities to serve others, to serve our neighbors? Are we looking for those, you know, what can I do to help this person? Or, you know, if somebody, you know, kind of makes a, a side comment, man, I just, I'm so tired today. Hey, l let me pray for you. You know, are we taking that moment to, to help them. And number three, are we a light in the darkness? Is God shining through us? And, and that's more than just coming on a Sunday. That's spending time in worship, spending time in your Bible. You know, sometimes we don't really see the point in it. Sometimes it's, you know, Ugh, I just want to go to bed, it's late. I'll read my Bible tomorrow. But the more we let that slip, the less that light shines. When we take it seriously, people start to see it and it starts to shine out. You don't even have to wear it. You don't have to wear a cross. You don't have to have a Todd face on the back of your car. <laughs> people just see, hey, there's something different about that guy. I don't know what it is. I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to find out. Um, thank you for 
hearing what I had to say today. And Y'all give Noah a hand. There you go, do a good job. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. If you ever want to, if you ever think this is easy, come up here and try it. It's not easy, especially when you have to give a word like that. Man, you know what hit me? You know what hit me? <laughs> a couple things, right? <laughs> not the police officer. I'm not, I'm not the one on staff with the most recent ticket. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's okay, Grant. It, it's, the, it's not fair. It's not fair at all, Grant. I mean, somebody. If we want to show people how much we love them, then listen. Right? I mean, come on. Come on. I mean, isn't that, if you want to go on Facebook, isn't that Facebook right now? I was, I was talking in my group, and I, I told them I probably wouldn't say this on a Sunday, so I'm going to say it on a Sunday. You know, we hear, we hear mass, no mass, vax, no vax. Who cares? What about Jesus, no Jesus? That's what I really care about, you know? And I'm not saying that that stuff shouldn't be discussed and, and whatever. I, I mean, I get it. It's a, it's the, Those are matters that are mo most pertinent. But guys, when you get to heaven, Jesus is not going to ask you if you're vaccinated. He's not going to ask you to wear a mask. You don't need that stuff in heaven. He's going to say, did you know me? And what did you do for me? You know what Jesus would say on this earth today about mass, no mass, vax, no vax? He'd say, I'm about my father's business. And that ain't my father's business. So guys, we have to be about our father's business. Our father's business is not red nor blue. Our father's business is not donkey or elephant. So let's not make a donkey of ourselves. That was good. You like that? That's good. Been here nine years. I got that down. <laughs> so guys, in just a minute, we're going to go in, into a time of reflection. And here's, what I, here's how I want to encourage you. There is somebody in your circle that needs to come for At The Movies. There's somebody that needs to park their rear end in these seats and look at a pastor that's going to come out in a full Jedi robe. And guys, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to bring Jesus like they've never heard it before. Talking about Luke and Leia and the dark side. I don't want to give up too much because it's like right here in my head. I'm ready to preach the whole sermon, but you know, but guys, there's somebody in your circle that needs to hear that. Guys, I'm here to tell you, during At The Movies, we're going to be aggressive. We're going to be aggressive about asking people to know Jesus. I've, I've got some strategies. We're going to try a couple different things. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Okay. But I guarantee you, if you bring your friend, they're going to have the opportunity to know the Lord. And so, guys, what you have to do this week is show them love. Say, hey, you want to come to church with me? I'll take you to lunch. Don't be that person that says, hey, you want to meet me at church? No. Say, come on. If you can pick them up, pick them up. If, if you're like me and have 
a herd, you know, offer to, to, to drive together. Uh, but take them to lunch after. Invest in them. Say, hey, what'd you think of the service? Oh, you didn't like the pastor's hair? You know, it's cool. It's all right. He's got a receding hairline. It's the best he can do with that, you know? I do. I really do. Everybody always asks me, why do you do your hair like that? There's really not another way. Uh, <laughs> or I could shave it. That's about it. And my wife tells me I can't. So, so in, in this moment, what this moment, what this next moment, if you're new with us, is designed for, this is time for you to receive prayer. We want to pray for you. If you got anything that's going on, we're going to have some people down here at the front and in the back. We'd all love to pray with you about anything you have going on. But during this time, I don't want you to rush out of here. I don't want you to rush to the bathroom. I don't want you to be the first to your car. I want you to take some time and ask the Lord, Jesus, who is in my circle that needs to hear about you today? Because I guarantee you, every person in this place has someone. Guys, you know what the best church growth strategy is? You getting your friends saved. There's no better way than that. And that's what the disciples did. So let's pray. Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for Noah's heart and his message. Lord, he he brought it with such conviction. Lord, I pray that you would just bring blessing on him today for blessing us. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, that we would be encouraged. That we are called. We are chosen to spread your gospel. So Lord, I pray that you would just help that one friend come to our mind. Lord, that one friend that needs to come to know the Lord. Lord, we live in perilous times. Lord, we live in uncertain times. But one certain thing that we can know is that Jesus loves us and that he is waiting for us to come home. So Lord, I pray that you would help us to move in that today. Lord, it's in Jesus' name we pray.